Welcome to the Redbird Review, hosted by Bryson French. What is up, guys? Welcome to Episode 7 of the Redbird Review. This podcast is your home for Cardinals baseball news and opinions. I am your host, Bryson French, and this podcast is sponsored by The Third Out. Today is June 3rd, and it is a beautiful day for baseball, guys. Now, the Cardinals did take um, a loss last night to the Cubs, facing Keegan Thompson, who is actually looking pretty good for the Cubs on the mound. Um, Again, we had another day where Matthew Libertor kind of got beat up a little bit, so he has uh, one good start and two not-so-good starts so far, but we're going to talk about him in this episode. We're going to talk, really, about all of the Cardinals starting pitching in this episode. It's kind of going to be our topic for today. In our next few episodes, though, we will discuss the Cardinals' prospects, um, we talked last episode, I think, about the uh, the prospects that are kind of coming up and being rookie contributors for our team this year. But we're going to discuss, you know, some of the younger guys who are still in the minors. And then in a later episode, we're going to discuss Goldie and Arenado and the impact they've had. And hopefully in the month of June, the two of them get it going together, kind of hitting stride at the same time. So we're going to get into that. And then, yeah, today is starting rotation day. That's what we're going to look at. So... We'll start at the top of the rotation, kind of with Adam Wainwright, of course, and then we're going to work our way down. Um, the top the top is good, and the bottom is just more interesting. That's kind of the way it, it is right now. Not a whole lot to talk about at the top, and that's a good thing. So, again, at the top, we got Adam Wainwright. He's been amazing. Ten starts so far this season, and he's sitting here with a 2.75 ERA, which is incredible for a guy his age, or just for any guy, honestly. He has a 5-4 and four record in those 10 starts, so the Cardinals, I think, could afford to give him a little more support. That would be nice. But he is incredibly trustworthy, and, you know, I just love having him out there and love what he does for the team. You know, if he keeps this up, he's not going to want to retire, uh, that's for sure. You know, if he keeps <laughs> going out here with a and putting up a, a 2.75 ERA, it's incredible. So second in our rotation is Miles Michaelis. And he is actually going out today against the Cubs, against Stroman, which is going to be a great matchup. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, that game may have already taken place. But as of right now, before that game, Michaelis kind of stands as an NL Cy Young candidate or a contender. Um, that's pretty incredible. He really just looks like he did back in 2018. And he is incredible, tr- incredibly trustworthy. I just love having him out there every day. I feel good every time he's on the mound. He has a 2.67 ERA, and unfortunately for him as well, he has a 3-3 record. So another guy who could use a little bit more support by the team. But, yeah, his his success has been really good this year and really surprising to see and really pleased to see it. Glad to see him finally back and healthy. Um, We're going to discuss him on the third out podcast so make sure to check that podcast we're gonna have a more in-depth discussion about him later on but as far as you know today you know i just want to look at you know the parts in the cardinals rotation that aren't as trustworthy and michaelis is pretty trustworthy so there's not not a whole lot to discuss um i mean you could discuss whether you think he's going to be on cy young pace or not but you know I still think even if he dies off a little bit, he's still going to be a low three ERA type of guy, which is incredibly trustworthy to go out every day and to, you know, get stuff done for your team. So third in our rotation, moving down pretty quickly here, 
Third in our rotation is Dakota Hudson right now. And I feel like he's been pretty dependable, and I love it. He has a 2.96 ERA over his 10 starts, so three guys with ERAs under three. And I just love how he's getting ground balls. He puts, you know, he puts our defense to good use. I have, you know, an unexplainable level of confidence in him, honestly, when he goes out there on the mound. Really, I just trust him. And, you know, the advanced metrics don't show. You know, there's a lot to trust. Kind of don't look so good for him. He has an expected Woba of 360, but an actual Woba of 300, so that's kind of concerning. Another thing is his hard hit ball percentage is at about 45%, which is a little less than ideal. But, you know, I think this, you know, that's just part of being a ground ball pitcher. That's just the way it's going to work. His sinker gets hit really hard, but it's the key to him getting ground balls. So I don't think he can, he can lose that. So even though, you know, his other pitches, like his slider and his four seam are more effective from like a, a run value point of view, I think that sinker is the key to, you know, who he is as a ground ball pitcher, and he can't, you know, abandon that. So I like what we're getting from Dakota Hudson, um, and I do trust him. I don't know if he's really, you know, the ideal three in a rotation, but for what he is, I I like what we're getting. Um, I don't think the Cardinals really trust him as a three, and so I'm not, you know, other than the fact that he's our three right now, I wouldn't refer to him as that long term. But we'll see what he keeps doing here. I mean, I like him. I like what he's doing. But there are there are other guys. There are other guys. And that's what, kind of what we're going to talk about for the rest of this episode. So those were the top three. Those are the three trustworthy guys, the guys who are staying healthy and getting stuff done and being productive. And we're going to stop here and kind of reflect on what could be, uh, what could have been, and those types of things. And we're just going to lay out some of the... Uh, some other possible rotations. And I'm going to start out with the rotation that about two years ago or so I thought was going to be our rotation today. Now, I've kind of, you know, I had forgotten about a lot of this rotation until just recently, and I was drawing up this episode, and I was like, man, I remember a couple of years ago when I was thinking, you know, so-and-so was going to be, like, our next guy. And, like, I thought we were going to have this great rotation, and now it looks completely different. So, like, two years ago or so, or even farther back, like, I really thought, like, Flaherty was going to be our ace, and obviously, you know, injuries, you know, with him. I thought Carlos Martinez, and we were, like, remember him when he was, like, a Cy Young, you know, in that conversation? I thought he was going to be, like, the greatest number two in our rotation. And, you know, what if he still was like that? That would be nice. And then we had Kim, and Kim was, like, the most solid three ever. And then you could just add a healthy Michaelis and, like, Wayno on top of that. And then you got five. And then you have the possibility of, like, Alex Reyes, who, you know, was our top prospect at that point in time and kind of was, like, the future of our rotation. Like, imagine those six as a starting rotation. Like, that would be insane. That would, that would be one of the greatest rotations in baseball if they all lived up to their potential. Obviously, Carlos Martinez did die down and did not live up to that. But that was that was my dream rotation years ago. Now, yeah, think about this one. This is another another dream rotation that can't be, but it's you know obviously one that's impossible, but one that the Cardinals had in their capabilities at one point in time, you know, and this is based more on like actual performance than you know, not so much looking at like Carlos Martinez who died off and like that kind of thing, 
you realize that Sandy Alicantara was a Cardinal? Yeah, we drafted him. And we traded him for Marcelo Zuna. And, yeah, that didn't work out so well. And so now Sandy's down there in Miami, and he is an ace. So just imagine, just imagine the Cardinals never get Ozuna. We don't have him now, so it's not that hard to imagine. And then, you know, imagine we never get Ozuna. Imagine we keep Sandy. Sandy comes up for our organization. Sandy's our ace. Flaherty gets healthy. Boom, two aces. Alex Reyes, if he were actually healthy, I know this is a dream. Boom, three aces. Jordan Hicks in the bullpen as an elite closer. You know, just like he was three, you know, like a few years ago when he was an elite closer. Then you only have, like, two more starters to find. And so you just take, like, you know, Michael Asenueno, and then boom, you got four and five. So, like, the two best guys in our rotation now, hypothetically, could have been our fourth and fifth best starters right now. Like, that's kind of insane to think of. If we had, if the Cardinals had run things differently, and obviously Alex Reyes' injury is kind of unavoidable, and, you know, you can't account for those types of things. But, yeah, you know, a dream of what could have been, I guess you could say. But, you know. And then you can start to uh, factor in Frankie Montas, you know, the the trade discussions with him as him being a possible trade target and then throw him on top of those hypotheticals. I mean, that would be insane too. And then you could, you know, throw him into the discussion of, you know, getting out of the hypothetical, looking into how he could help us this year. And, you know, we talked about, you know, I just brought up Dakota Hudson as our three right now. Montas would easily step into that three role. He would obviously be better than Hudson. He may even be better than Michael Lawson Wayno throughout the rest of the year. Who knows? But, I mean, that would give us four solid guys. And it is hard, though, with what we have because, you know, you do – you know, Flaherty coming back, those types of things. So a real possible rotation that we could have, looking at Montas, could be Wayno, Miles, Hudson, the three we currently have, add Montas, and then get Flaherty back. Boom, five. Great rotation, right? Now, the problem with trying to trade for Montas is you do have to look, you know, we may be getting Steven Matz back soon. That could be five. That would even put us at six if we had Montas. Then that's hard to juggle. Who gets sent down? You know, does Hudson get sent down? Does Matt's not get, you know, Matt, does Matt's not have a place? We paid him a lot of money. Those types of things. That's problems, you know, kind of a problem. But, you know, trying to get your best five guys out there on the field. But, you know, that's really just dependent on when Flaherty and Matt's both come back. Um, and decent, you know, I think you could say we wouldn't need Montas, but I think Montas is definitely better than a lot of the options we have, even though we have quality options. But that said, you know, we don't have Flaherty yet, and he's going to, you know, the good news with him, he's going to make a rehab start in A here soon, and Mass is just throwing lightly on the side, and we don't really know how serious his deal is. Also, we have Jordan Hicks on the IL right now. Not really sure how serious that is. So, you know, as easy as it would be to get the perfect rotation, the problem is we don't have anywhere near a perfect rotation right now. You know, I brought up all those dream rotations and stuff. Those are all perfect rotations. And we don't even have anywhere close to that. Like, we only have three-fifths of a rotation right now. Like, it's not even, like, formed. We don't even know who our fourth and fifth stars are at the moment. 
And so those four and five spots are what we have to discuss and, like, what we have to figure out what the Cardinals are going to do with. Because, again, Flaherty and Mats are the easy answers right now. Um, but Mats has looked sketchy when he's pitched this season. You know, there's a lot of questions with that. Last night we saw Matthew Libertor, and he just needs he needs more time. And we talked about this again in a, in a episode, I think, last episode or the episode before, but he needs more time to develop at the MLB level. And, you know, he's not at the point where he's putting out consistent starts yet. And can we put up with that, you know, as we're trying to compete as a team? I mean, he's been beat up by the Pirates and the Cubs, but yet he handled the Brewers. So it's not a matter of his potential, but it's, you know, a matter of him learning to execute consistently. It's going to take a little time. He's not, you know, completely ready yet. You know, he's still young. He's still got a little bit more development to do. So that's the that's the problem with Matthew. Then you have Jordan Hicks. Obviously, he's on the 15-day IL, but he should be back soon. So, you know, what's the deal with Jordan Hicks? Well, you know, I gave a small preview of this a little while back, I think, and I obviously mentioned earlier in the episode, I said we should move him to the bullpen. And my reason for this is he was an elite closer. He was great in the bullpen. And he was not so great as a starter. And you could say, oh, maybe he's just having a bad year now. Maybe he just doesn't have what he had a couple years ago. I don't think that's it. I think he's exactly the same. The problem is, you know, I think the Cardinals should have known this was happening. He wasn't built to be a starter. And there's a simple reason behind this. So starters normally have at least three pitches that they throw more than 20% of the time. And normally you'll get like three to five pitches in a, in a starter's pitch mix. And a dominant closer normally relies on only two pitches. And Hicks relies on two pitches. So the reason for that, you know, I think it's kind of simple, is closers are in high leverage situations, meaning there's a lot of pressure to get only a few outs rather than a starter who has less pressure per out but has more outs to make. So when you only have three outs to get, you give your best pitch every time. And you don't really have to worry about mixing things or having a a long game for the opponent to figure out your pitches or to, to adjust and make changes. You're just there to put a high amount of pressure on for a short period of time. You only need two pitches, go back and forth between those two, boom, you got all you need. And then as a starter, though, you need more variety. And you need to be able to have more endurance to, you know, mix your pitches and stuff like that and have more consistency between multiple pitches. So, you know, it's not so much high leverage. It's, you know, a little bit more drawn out through a whole game. And I think looking at that, there's I don't really see why Jordan Hicks was made into a starter for that reason, because he doesn't fit that. He he fits the closer role perfectly. He does not fit the starter. So... I, w- I would love to see them when he comes back again. If Flaherty gets healthy, if we trade for Montas or if Mats comes back, whatever happens, I would love to see Hicks go back to the bullpen. I think, you know, we could use, you can always use more help in the bullpen. And I think that would be great to have him out there. So what other options do the Cardinals have for their rotation? Are there any others? Um, I think as of right now, our Saturday starters are actually undecided. So we don't even know. I think there's a doubleheader tomorrow. We don't even know who's starting then. When you guys are listening, you may know who those starters are. But as of right now, it looks like Packy Naughton will be one of those guys. 
Um, I would like to see Angel Rodon get a chance again. Um, I discussed him in a previous podcast, but we haven't talked about Packy. And so with him, you know, he's mainly coming relief so far this year, but he is, he's given some short starts and that may be what he does Saturday. And, you know, he is, when I looked at his stats, he was kind of, he kind of surprised me. He's one of the few players I've seen who has an expected Woba lower than his actual, which is actually encouraging. And I kind of, you know, would want to see more of that to see how that translates. Um, Cause he may actually be better than what his numbers show so far. And, you know, I don't know if he's starter material, but I, you know, I'm intrigued to see what he does this year. So I would like to see a little bit more from him. So him and Angel, I kind of want to see a little bit more from those two. But that is our starting rotation, guys. That's the, uh, the way the Cardinals are looking throughout the rest of this year. As it stands right now, we only have three consistent starters, and that's not going to do – that's not going to go well if we try to stay like that throughout the rest of the year. So we need to figure out the four and five spots in the rotation. I'd love to have just five solid guys going out there every day that we could just trust all five of them. That would be amazing. And, yeah, that would be great. But we'll see. We'll see how soon that happens. I just given some uh, some possibilities, some way the Cardinals can figure that out in this episode. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to check out our Instagram page, the Redbird Review on Instagram. Check out our Twitter as well, and then follow the podcast. Make sure you stay updated on when the next episodes come out, and come back next time. I will see you guys later.